0: Good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And today we're going to be talking about faith to trust in the one true God in an uncertain world. So we welcome you to this program today. We love you for being here. And we want to pour into your lives today with encouragement and hope. We are not helpless, we do not have to succumb to fear or anxiety about anything in our lives or anything in the world. Now, that may not sound like an easy thing to do, but it is possible because Jesus told us not to be anxious for anything. And the word of God assures us of what has to happen in these end times that we believe we're in. But Jesus, at the same time, also reassures us, his sheep, for us not to be frightened or troubled. Our Lord has given us the faith to be able to believe in him by cleaving to our Lord, trusting him with our lives, that life that he purchased with his own blood for us, we experience hope by looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We need this ability to believe in him, to use the faith that God has given us, to hope and trust in the Lord every day. And you might say, right now more than ever do I need to trust in the Lord and hope in him because of everything going on in the world. So you may be dealing with a situation in your own life that you feel helpless to deal with. Perhaps your life is actually okay, but you are gravely concerned about the events going on in the world today. Some have the tendency to be succumbed to fear, praying for the Lord's return because they don't want to face the daily events of their lives anymore. They just want Jesus to come back and to take them in the rapture as soon as possible. But such individuals should be focused on being more effective in the kingdom. We should be aware that Jesus one day will return. But Jesus wants us to be actively helping others in the meantime while we wait for him. The word of God says in Matthew chapter 24, verses 44 to 47, and this is the amplified classic edition, Matthew chapter 24, verses 44 to 47. Jesus is speaking here and he says you also must be ready therefore for the son of man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him who then is the faithful thoughtful and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give to the others the food and supplies at the proper time blessed happy fortunate and to be envied is that servant whom when his master comes, he will find so doing. Verse 47, I solemnly declare to you, he will set him over all his possessions. So we need to remain steadfast in our faith, focused more on him, the Lord, and less on current events. We must be praying for others in the world. So the balance here is that we can lean over and listen with one ear, to what is going on, but both feet must be firmly planted in Christ and in His Word while you lean over to listen for a moment. It is where your feet are planted that is important. Psalm chapter 119, verse 105. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So this is where our feet are planted. We must stay abiding in the Lord focused on his word because his word will continue to light our path ahead of us, but also be a lamp unto our feet so we know where we're currently standing to ensure that we haven't drifted off the path with our focus on other things aside from the Lord. So we are not helpless. We do not have to succumb to fear or anxiety. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. That is the letter of Paul to the Philippians, as recorded in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And we know that the Apostle Paul got all his revelation from the Lord himself. So, the Lord does not want us to be anxious for anything. He talks about that also in Matthew chapter 6, where he talks about the lilies of the field, the birds of the air, and how much more does our Father love us and want to take care of us. Indeed, there is no justification for anxiety when our Lord tells us not to be anxious. He gave us no exceptions to this. There is no small print in the Bible that says we can worry about this one thing or be anxious about this one thing but nothing else. No, he says, be anxious for nothing. So the truth is that there is justification not to be anxious because the Lord tells us so. We must therefore always focus on abiding in him and his word to remain in his peace that surpasses all understanding. Keeping your hearts and minds guarded in Christ by knowing him, knowing his word, contemplating, meditating on his word day and night, and knowing more about him and less of what is going on around you. Not to the point where you have no idea what is going on in the world. We are to be mindful of that because we have to pray for other countries and situations and decree and declare God's word and God's will over that. But the top priority is to know him, to know Jesus, in an intimate relationship, along with a desire to saturate ourselves in his word. You know, it is possible to ask the Lord to increase the desire in your heart to read His Word. And the more you read His Word, the more addictive it becomes, the more you want to read the Word of God. If you saw a bath full of truth instead of water, wouldn't you want to get in and bathe in it? Well, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, full of truth, full of life, and full of the way that is full of Christ Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. S-U-N. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint or become tired. Now, if, if that was me, I would not want to be faint or become tired. I don't want to be weary, but I want to be able to run. I want to have strength and peace and joy and power in the Lord. So all I have to do is just wait expectantly, hope in Him, seek Him, abide in Him, spending time with Him. Romans chapter 15, verses 5 to 6. Now may the God who gives the power of patient endurance, steadfastness, and who supplies encouragement grant you to live in such mutual harmony and such full sympathy with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may unanimously with united hearts and one voice praise and glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah. This is another thing that anxiety and worry can cause. It will sometimes put us in a situation where we do not feel like we have the strength to praise and glorify the Lord. It is the fear that's trying to prevent that. Any evil, foul spirit is going to try to keep you from loving the Lord and have you focus on Him. It's going to keep your mind occupied on something else. But your free will has the ability to refocus on the Lord at any split second that you decide to. And nothing can keep you from focusing on what you want to focus on because it's your free will. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, and this is the Lord speaking to Isaiah, and this is what the Lord says. Fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you, with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Now here there is again reassurance that the Lord is going to strengthen us and harden us to difficulties. That means that the difficulties will appear less of a difficulty when we focus on Him and trust in the Lord. The difficulties themselves may not completely disappear right away but they will become more insignificant to us because the Lord will harden us to those difficulties. It doesn't mean he's not going to allow us to pray and be compassionate on a situation that needs prayer and empathy and compassion for others if they're going through something. It just means if you're going through a situation and it's a very difficult situation for you, if you seek the Lord more, focus on him, he will harden you to that difficulty and it will become less significant. Supernaturally, he will do this. You will find that you will be focusing more on the Lord and less on that difficulty. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The consistently righteous man, upright and in right standing with God, runs into it and is safe, high above evil and strong. Again, we see this term strong or strengthened. So there's a theme here. The Lord is always wanting to strengthen us because the enemy is always wanting to weaken us. Notice, based on this verse, that we understand that this is only for the consistently righteous. This is not for the inconsistently righteous or the consistently unrighteous. You see, the unrighteous don't run towards God. They stay aligned to their own father, the devil, until they decide one day perhaps to switch fathers making Jesus their Lord. Proverbs 18, verse 14, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Matthew 24, verse 6, Jesus is speaking, and he says, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not frightened or troubled, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. So the Lord is warning us that we are to expect what we are hearing on the news, for it not to be a surprise. But he's also saying that, see that we are not frightened or troubled. Now that might not be easy to do, but it is possible to do because the Lord said that we should see that we are not frightened or troubled. The Lord would not tell us to do something that is not achievable if we put our hearts to it. So if you are grieving for the loss of a family member today, or perhaps grieving over those who are suffering in the world, this is a natural event because your heart is one of love, empathy, and compassion. You care for people. You care for your loved ones. You care for your fellow human being. You care for the Lord's creation because the love of the Lord is in you, and He cares about His creation, so therefore you begin to take on a greater compassion for them as well, even though you don't necessarily know them. If, however, your heart's not sad when others are suffering, then just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal. Perhaps there is something blocking that emotion, that compassion that's right behind that blockage. Maybe the Lord needs to do a healing in your heart over something that you've gone through in your life. So, Besides the normal grieving process, which should only be temporary, you should be in complete peace, even with the events and the wars going on in the world. You may be greatly concerned, but you must not let that concern steal your joy. According to Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. If this is the case, do you believe that the Lord would not want you to be joyful regardless of what you or others are going through? No, of course not. The Bible says that there is a time to mourn and grieve with others in their plight but your heart must be grounded in a place of the Lord's peace and joy. Others who are not yet walking with the Lord in joy need your help with encouragement and hope and love. So if you do not have the peace and the joy of the Lord yourself, how can you be a calm, reassuring voice for someone else in the middle of their storm? You are called to be a representation of Christ Jesus, to represent Him and he never showed any fear. Jesus never sinned, so we know that he never exhibited a spirit that God had not given him. So since God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind, Jesus was never in fear either. How was this possible? Because he knew who he was, and he knew he could trust in his Father because he knew his nature and his character. Jesus had no doubt how great his Father is and all of his amazing attributes with the deep, deep heart of love that the Father has, like the Son, for his creation. So let your heart not be troubled today as to what you hear and what you see. It is important to stay up on key world events, but do not let the news consume your thoughts and your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. The news can become an addiction, and soon our desire to read the word becomes weaker. Whatever you feed grows bigger. That includes the physical stomach, but also the soul. Our soul is bombarded every day by attacks of carnality based on what we listen to, what we see with our eyes. We have to have a firm foundation in the Word of God because otherwise we end up building a more firmer foundation in the world. If there was a time to become and remain firm on the Word of God, it is now. When you read and contemplate the Word of God, you will become spiritually stronger and carnally weaker. This is what needs to happen. Spiritually strengthened, you will not just be protected from fear, and other evil spirits, but you will be able to discern what is truth when you are listening to something. You will also be able to be that tower of strength for someone else who is in fear, who doesn't yet know how to trust fully in the Lord. You can represent Jesus to them. Tell them about your faith in the Lord. Tell them your testimony of what the Lord has done in your life. How you no longer fear, but now you are in joy in the peace of the Lord, and help them to trust in the Lord, for he is mighty, and he knows all about their battles and their troubles. And the Lord is your strong tower, and you are safe if you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, if you have run into him and stayed there without leaving his arms of refuge. Romans CHAPTER eight. Verse 26 to 39, Romans 8 is a great chapter in the word of God. The entire word of God is magnificent. But Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 39, I encourage you to read over it. This is the Amplified Classic Edition. Verse 26 says, So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Verse 27. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. Verse 29. For those whom He foreknew, of whom He was aware and loved beforehand, He also destined from the beginning, for ordaining them to be molded into the image of his Son and share inwardly his likeness, that he might become the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, acquitted, made righteous, putting them into right standing with himself. Praise God. Verse 30 continues, and those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. Verse 31, what then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? Verse 32, he who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect when it is God who justifies, that is, who puts us in right relation to himself? Who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God, who acquits us, who is there to condemn us, Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as he intercedes for us? Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation, or calamity and distress, or persecution or hunger or destitution, or peril or sword? Even as it is written, for thy sake we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things we are more than conquerors, and gain a surpassing victory through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded beyond doubt, am sure, that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now there's some encouraging verses in Romans chapter 8. It puts things into perspective for us and we can just trust in the Lord and if God be for us, who can be against us? No matter what is going on, You are the Lord's. You are in the palm of his hand. Let's talk about that as well. John chapter 10, verse 27 to 29. Now this is Jesus speaking. The sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice. And I know them and they follow me. So first of all, you know you're one of the Lord's sheep when you are listening to his voice and you're following him. That means be obedient to what he's called you to do. And you're one of his sheep. So verse 27, the sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages to all eternity. They shall never by any means be destroyed and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. Verse 29, my father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all else and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. So today, if you think about this, if the Father and the Son has you in their hands, what is there to worry about? The great God Jehovah is your mighty protector, vindicator, restorer, healer, and deliverer. He is all good things, and He has given you and blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Amen. So be encouraged today. Man of God. Woman of God. Be confident in the Lord. Trust in Him with everything in your being. You are safe if you have run into the Lord. The strong tower. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. and Nothing shall by any means injure you or harm you. According to chapter 10 verse 19 of the book of Luke. Today I pray to the Lord that he will keep you in perfect peace, harmony, and for you to be able to hear his still small voice, for you to be able to hear his voice in that secret place, and when there is noise going on around you, you'll be able to still discern his voice. Because he is with you, he has never left you nor forsaken you. Trust in him, cleave to him, cling to him. He loves you so much. No one can snatch you out of his hand. Love him with all of your heart. Trust in him with all of your heart. Embrace the Lord. There is nothing to fear. Be not of fear or concern. Be not frightened. Yes, things are going on in the world, but there are great things going on in the heart of the Lord for you. He has plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future not to harm you, according to Jeremiah 29. This is the nature of the Father, the nature of the Lord Jesus. Jesus wants to guide you as your shepherd. Keep listening to him. Keep abiding in him. Keep following him. Keep being obedient to him. Pass on this great message of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to all that you know. Encourage them. Give them hope. Pray for them. Encourage them in their own walk with the Lord. Have Bible studies with them. Have fellowship with them. Set up a meeting in your local library or in your home, wherever you feel comfortable. Invite friends that want to learn about the Lord. Invite strangers who want to know about the Lord. Use wisdom in who you invite into your home. Be safe. Trust in the Lord, and the Lord will bless that time, and He will be able to do His work, His beautiful work in their hearts to the degree that they allow Him to. So you are an amazing part of the body of Christ that God depends on. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's glory's hope that you will take hold of this mission that God has given you, the great commission. And I thank the Lord for you today. And I encourage you, give us a call if you need prayer or encouragement. We are always here for you. Country code 1-407-705-3151. You can also reach us through our website at touchofgod.world, T-O-G world. And until next week, you have a blessed and peaceful week. In Jesus' name, amen.